0: you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals then there's only one place to be one place to be the ins and out podcast with your host kane silver in this episode of the ins and outs podcast i speak to professional dancer chanel ferguson also known as tally in this episode, Tally tells us about her journey as a dancer and why she prefers being in rehearsals and the creative side of stuff than she does actually performing. Tally has also worked as an agent for Zoo Nation and is now an assistant choreographer for Rita Ora and years and years. We also talk about Tally's intensive and what she offers which is different to other intensives i hope you enjoy this episode please follow tally on instagram also please leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes and share with your friends here is tally boom and we're in motherfucker hey tals Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it begins. and it begins thank you so much for coming on the show my pleasure my pleasure. We've been trying to make this work for quite a while.
1: Yeah, a strong year, I'd say. Uh,
0: yeah, a strong year. I think we started speaking about it when I came to Tobias's flat to help mm-hmm. him record for his yeah. project. Yeah, that's a strong year ago. Yeah, definitely a year ago. But you've been away over Christmas. What have you been doing?
1: I Well, I did Kenrick's last show, Red, um, and before we even started rehearsals, I said to myself, I'm going to need a break mm-hmm. after this. Um, so I went to LA mid October till mid November, um, to see friends and also just to relax and then took pretty much the rest of the year off. I've been here, but I've just been
0: hibernating. How was
1: LA? LA was great. It was needed, um, on a personal level, mostly, um, I realise every time I go, easy to forget, but I, my friendship circle there is just as tight as the friendship circle here, which is incredible because it's the other side of the world.
0: That's dope. Yeah. You've got quite a good friendship with, like, Sean and stuff out there, right? Yeah. Mr Everisto. I'm
1: wearing my ML t-shirt so as we speak. Is that a new one? Yeah, yeah it's their oh. anniversary one. They just yeah, celebrated dope. their 10th. Um, yeah, Sean, <coughs> Everisto, Erica Sobel, um, I like my senseis, I'd say. And they're there, but it, it to have senseis as your friends, I'm sure you know there's people mm-hmm. that you've looked up to, and then suddenly they're your besties, and it's all very normal and very friendly, but you just catch yourself like every it's now and Sean then every story. yeah yeah, that happens still <laughs> but yeah i've got I've got real, real chums over there. It's lovely.
0: Did you take any class out there?
1: I did. I took Sean taught Shaw thing, which is a really Classic. old yeah,
0: it's like eight years, I would say seven eight years yeah, old
1: old. Um, I took that which was great and um, I taught a couple of times and I took Devin Solomon's class for the first time which was incredible that was a real good find um, but it wasn't about training it was about sunshine having some space because red mm-hmm. was very very intense um, and just starting to wind down from a crazy year yeah.
0: what was red you said red was very intense
1: um, red was Boy Blue's latest show. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that doesn't know Boy Blue Entertainment are a hip hop. Th- they're not a hip hop theatre company. Hip hop company based in East London, and one of the first companies I was ever in in two thousand and five. Wow. Um, yeah. So to return there, fourteen years after the fact, to do a show, and the show was based around um, how we cope with grief. Okay. Yeah, so then you add into that our dear friend passing. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah, of (laughs) Um, course. Because that happened like five weeks into the rehearsal process. So it was heavy already. You
0: had a lot to pull from.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that was really hard because some days you'd feel all right and you're like, oh, I just don't really want to grieve today. I don't want to
0: take my brain to that place, Yeah, but
1: yeah, let's go. But I think in the long run it was helpful because I deal with trauma i think way after the fact Mm -hmm. and it forced me to deal with it in the moment which with hindsight i am very grateful for but at the time was like yeah this
0: this is a this isn't what i wanted at work today
1: yeah no not so much yeah but i survived we survived we all pulled through so and it's an incredible show if i wasn't in it i'd really like it and there's no bias there at all i think where were you performing it uh, we did two weeks at the Barbican. Nice. Um, and then one at Fairfield Halls in Croydon because it just reopened. Nice. Yeah. So
0: three cool. weeks. Good good amount of time.
1: Yeah. And I haven't been a part of the making of a show ever. Have you not? Because Into the Hood's existed already. Um, Vice had been done already. Deanna Matos mm-hmm. had done my Real role track. before it, I ever did it. Um and, yeah, I hadn't done a show since Into the Hoods.
0: Wow. Yeah. Which is... F-
1: Ten years ago. Ten
0: years ago. Yeah. Shit.
1: Yeah, so I was like, okay... She's personal <laughs> training session start now. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I'm going to make it through these rehearsal days. Um, yeah, incredible. Intense. Oh, man. The workout before you even start rehearsals were... Ken, Ken making insane. you all do burpees and push-ups. Yeah. And- the circuits, are, I was just proud that i didn't throw up one time yeah. and that i made it through the workout but i was having personal training sessions and i was sure that my upper body strength was fine it was my legs that needed work and then when we got into the rooms like you have no upper body strength your legs are fine yeah but you are really struggling here so
0: well as dancers run our legs all the time we're yeah not, we're not on our arms I've got guns yeah but we're not on our arms that often
1: yeah but I just thought guns equaled
0: <laughs> <laughs> equaled strength strength yeah
1: <laughs> but then we're doing these circuits and I'm like on fire and wondering why but yeah super pr- and also I realize I've built a career on operating at like 30% like, when do you see Tally dance and she's like dying, going full out? Yeah. It's not really a thing. No. I don't think I've really tested my stamina on no, a daily basis. I've never since, seen like, you given like a Cisco. Do you know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Like, it's not really about pushing it to a physical limit, <laughs> which is fantastic because I get to be older and still have somewhere to push. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the aim to be like, okay, so let me just be really lazy and figure out how to make money. from laziness but it just so happens that my movement isn't based on hammering it at 100% every day so it was a test to hammer it out to hammer it out 100% for eight weeks what was
0: it like being part of the creating of a show?
1: great at this stage because I felt like I had something to bring to the table if it was called upon but then also it was really nice to just be in a room and Told where to stand and yeah, what to do, and have no responsibility. As an outsider,
0: I see you as a very creative person. Do you know yes. what I mean? So, when that pro- puts a lot of time and craft into the creating of things, mm-hmm. as opposed to just going, I just want to dance. Mm-hmm. The creation part, I imagine, for you is quite an important process.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, even from commercial work, the process, I generally enjoyed the rehearsal process more than the shows the themselves. Shows and that's like a time thing cuz shows are over in the blink of an eye but just the crafting of it to me is really interesting and me and Ken work I think at the core there's real similarities there but the way I thought I was kind of mathematic in my building of things but Ken is just another level and it was really exciting to watch a genius at work really yeah um and as a teacher and maker I just took so much away from that process. And then as a dancer, I took so much away from that process. So just all the way around.
0: Yeah, you can learn on both. You can learn as both sides of the playing field, I guess, as a creator and as a a person who's just going to deliver the movement.
1: Yeah, and I think that was part of me having time off after, was to have the time to digest everything that had happened and not just one side of it and then having to jump onto something else because there was so much to be gained and I think a lot of it could have been missed if I just then had to yeah go into another it's really, project.
0: It really intrigues me that you say you you enjoy the rehearsal and the creation process more than the performance side of it mm-hmm. like I'm doing the show because I've always been the very other way around. Really, I've always been like i need a i need a clap <laughs> like <laughs> I, need, I need a round of I, I need a round of applause i need you all to stand up and tell me how great i am and nice. the rehearsal process for me is always a bit like i guess it, it's got more like it the more advanced of a dancer i got but a bit like okay i know it now come on hurry up
1: yeah i get that in the commercial realm as well it's like because how I've, long are we gonna drill this for yeah
0: because i've never really been part of like a big like a of Nation or mm-hmm. being a part of a creating a show mm-hmm. I've just always kind of been the dancer which gets brought in and learn the steps, the steps you're going to deliver it tomorrow afternoon mm-hmm. and if it's a four-day rehearsal for one show I'm like fuck Why? me I'm bored by the next day like and you
1: just gotta be thankful for the peas oh that 100% situation. thank
0: you for them peas but my brain was always like <laughs> I need the next thing to entertain me because I know right. the moves don't keep drilling me
1: but then when you say this I did a gig for Anne-Marie last year mm-hmm. and Sean Niles choreographs that and we learned two numbers in a day and then had to do it the next day and as much as I could do it the level of stress there I did not enjoy I
0: think that's the part I thrive on right I think that's the bit yeah you're built for it I I just don't think I'm built for it that's the bit that gives me the adrenaline rush is a bit like
1: Oh shit! Yeah, but that's because Anything. of the level of risk yeah. there. And I, I think, don't want risk. I
0: think that's the bit that, that thrills me. I'm a bit like I'm good. Yeah, because I remember doing amory with Sean, and we were waiting to go on stage when we and did Jingle Bell Ball. And those weight
1: are just no joke. Th-
0: nothing is easy with Sean. <laughs> even when it's just like a grapevine, somehow he makes it hard. You know what I mean? It's like somehow there's, it's an, like there's an there's an count. Yeah, and there's an arm rhythm pattern with it. Mm-hmm. But even like going on when we did Amore with Sean, I remember being like waiting to go up on stage at jingle bell ball thinking oh my god how does it start am i gonna hear the music i am
1: not about oh that oh my life. god
0: and then music starting and my body going and it just, just like doing goes it autopilot and no, there's something like about it. that and well i haven't had that in like three years mm-hmm. since starting the dream boys and that's mm-hmm. the thing i miss mm-hmm. i miss that oh my god anything could happen right. feeling
1: yeah i i do i enjoyed it but there's just something about the money in that industry that we, there is no reason why we can't have enough time to all be comfortable with this. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, So while we can all do it and we've all kind of, I think we've trained ourselves, our minds yeah. to deal with it and it not rip us to shreds and have us like rocking back and forth stage left and like, I can't do it. <laughs> um, Having a breakdown. There's no reason why, we can't recalibrate the system to give us a day and a half
0: yeah because well i guess when the commercial industry first came around Mm -hmm. they made time for it like Mm -hmm. if you think of the the iconic videos like Mm -hmm. smooth criminal and Mm -hmm. things they weren't stressed on set they've just learned it Mm -hmm. they're stressed going we've had so much time to learn it that if we get it wrong
1: (laughs) there's no excuse (laughs) there's no excuse now yeah that's the thing like there's every excuse under the sun if you go wrong i don't think any dancer feels like that but I think that's the truth I could be like I've just learned however many eights in a day and now I'm in front of the world and this footage lasts forever Forever. but also this footage matters to these artists so you'd think that the powers that be would give it the time that it
0: more time to prepare
1: yeah I'd say so but ain't no one caring about dancers comfort levels
0: no but I imagine (sighs) they put all the time into the artist feeling comfortable You know, that part. I'm pretty sure if Beyonce needed a few more days rehearsal with Jaquelle, yeah, but look how many many months she had
1: for Coachella, yeah, and then
0: but even the dancers had a long time to feel comfortable with that, do you mean, yeah,
1: because they the artist and the production in charge realized how important that event was going to be Mm. and how long everyone was going to be talking about it for so they gave it that amount of
0: yeah it's a monumental moment in her career yeah that's how she's going to be remembered that's her iconic moment Mm
1: -hmm. and so they treated it as such but i feel like every performance for an artist of that level or the artists that we um work for wait if you dance for beyonce
0: no five for eight white and ginger babe
1: no i thought that you had no like that one grammy time when some like English people got in the mix (laughs) Um,
0: just in my bedroom
1: but I think there's opportunity for a lot of artists to create iconic moments but because they do it the way that we're discussing that's just never going to happen and then that can transfer over into our dance community and dance creatives like we can't expect iconic moments to come out of uh, things that we give two hours of our time
0: yeah such quick processes yeah you've not really i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know but off what i know you've never really dived into the commercial aspect the commercial route of dance of you um
1: last year i did as an assistant th- right yeah, yeah yeah
0: so it's different because yeah. i've never seen you do it as a so much as a dancer like I can't recall a handful of jobs that I've been in a rehearsal studio with you on where we're going no. to stress out for Brian or Cisco
1: never Brian or Cisco <laughs> like um has
0: it never been has it never been appealing to you
1: it was all I wanted at one point and that was very very stressful because I think at my core I knew that it wasn't for me but I wasn't aware of alternatives mm-hmm um and I know now that knowing what you don't want is just as valid as knowing what you do, but I knew that I didn't want to do that. But I was like, but then what are you doing? So I kind of kept on the treadmill of trying. I did two X Factor auditions and it's just like, I can't man. Like I don't want it enough.
0: Is that why you felt like you can't?
1: Yeah, because I'm not happy in the room. I'm surrounded by people that want it way more than I do. I'm not the best in the room, but I'm definitely not worse than people that are getting it. But 100%. I'm just not projecting that it means a lot to me and that matters in mm-hmm. audition rooms. But I remember the last one that I did, I left and then I got a call that they'd, missed up, they'd messed up my headshot and I was actually through. And I was just like, if you lot can't get your shit together to know whether I'm through or not, like, i'm not coming back yeah which sounds really <laughs>
0: well <laughs> um it doesn't because you're egotistical you're not because you egotistical you are not because you are auditioning for the biggest job of the year or the biggest production in the country so it's not hard for them to
1: but that just spoke volumes to me in terms of you don't want this because yeah. i knew people that stayed all day and they've been cut just to like be just to there. try and be in the room again. yeah and i'm like you've been told to come back like in a valid fashion and you're choosing not to so now I guess this is the time to cut it off but auditions terrified me I hadn't found who I was as a dancer yet so I don't know how you're supposed to project anything if you don't have a sense of Hmm. identity I knew I was clean I knew I could pick up material my CV is actually really good but I was the person that they called when someone else was busy I was like b-team booking
0: they know that you can get the job done yeah on, and I on was short, happy with on b-team short notice booking. And yeah
1: um I remember doing Kylie once and like I think the entire squad was like b-team I hope they're not I hope no one else that was in that cast is like I ain't no <laughs> b-team what are you talking about <laughs>
0: speak for yourself but girl, we, yeah.
1: we all know who Kylie's dancers are and there weren't uh Wellie was there mm-hmm. actually Wellie and Keeley um
0: no, oh, they're definitely 18.
1: Yeah, they were 18 yeah. Kylie dancers at the time. Um but yeah, my CV looks great. I but then I say when I teach um my intensive now that the greatest credits on my CV were actually my least favorite jobs. Yeah. And some I was at Shockout Arts in Manchester just before Christmas and they were talking about or asking me about which artists I've worked for. And I'm saying these names and their mouths dropping. And I'm like, I had a terrible time and they just, <laughs> I said, who thinks I sound crazy? And some of them are putting their hands up because they just can't understand how
0: that can dancing
1: for Rihanna could ever not be anything but incredible. And I think I don't think i'm as negative as i used to be but i think it's important that there's like a dose of reality being served to um younger dancers now that don't stop reaching for that commercial dream but i think you should know that it's it quite possibly might not be what you've dreamed of mm-hmm. and i've always i say now that i'm glad i didn't dream of certain things because i would have been quite disappointed whereas because it wasn't the goal it's like oh this is cool and then i'm gonna go back home and figure out what i actually want to do yeah
0: i think we see them as life-changing things Mm -hmm. and in the moment they feel spectacular Mm -hmm. but once they're done Mm -hmm. you're still the same you've just can pay rent that month and that's probably the only difference yeah. and you might be able to charge a little bit more if you go and teach yeah like a yeah. p- few people might think you're cooler but other than that what my biggest notice from that was like was living in la stressing and putting all my intention and all my focus was chasing these goals that i'd set for myself because other people had made them cool mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i was like well i like I like that dancer so I've got to do what they did right. and that's the that's the journey that's the way up to the top is mm-hmm. by taking these steps and then finishing them and leaving and going I can pay rent but I'm still going to work now yeah I'm still not I'm still the same human mm-hmm. me and Carl were talking about it on the way up and we were saying how it's interesting that we we separate our career and our life mm-hmm. and I remember my career was at an all-time high but my life was at an all-time right, low generally the and, way. and now my career is meh I make a living from dance but I haven't got this sensational career going on in my life right. I do the same job which I isn't love
1: isn't that the goal in the end though that yeah. you're making a living out of it like a consistent yeah
0: a hundred percent but with that my life is at an all-time high mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's finding the balance of being able to connect the both and make them complement each other. Right. And that's the part that I've always, I always struggled with. Whereas now I'm happy to go, oh, I'll take a few negative points on the career side to boost the life side up a hundred percent. But do you think that comes with just age and experience?
1: Yeah. And I think when you taste what you've spoken of with the uh, dance life being at a high, but life being a bit crap, you just get to think i'd trade this actually yeah um i was thinking while well, you were saying that if, that if i actually look at my cv it doesn't no one would look at that cv and be like oh that's that's tallies like it doesn't actually reflect reflect you me as yeah. a starting to now <clears throat> but the commercial side like that list of credits like me as a teacher putting those credits buy me on a flyer just would make no sense. Someone would think there was an error.
0: They're thinking they're going to (laughs) come in and learn from Sean or Cisco and they're going to get a complete different energy. They're going to learn from you.
1: You know, get your notebooks out and let's turn the lights down and roll around for a couple of hours. There's more (laughs) to my intensive than that guys, I promise. But um, yeah, I, I've since maybe 2014, which was like the last The breakup of like the last relationship that I was in I definitely went full speed into life and peace and happiness first and I'd always kept on ticking over with work and not so much my goals but just making sure that I was still progressing in some Mm -hmm. way in my career but that was the first time where it's like right we just need to like fix ourselves first and then everything else will fall into place and i would say that it definitely has done and continues to
0: do you feel like since that you say you've you were like i need to fix myself since fixing that do you see a reflection on that in your work life then as your career
1: yeah just, things just seem to fall into place a little more i'll look back and just what i might have thought about achieving has not just happened but it's just a smoother, easier road because I'm not relying on it to make me happy. It's not like filling a void of, yeah. of any kind, which is great.
0: Yeah. Goals. Because so, you were before I cut you off earlier. You were about to say the last few years you have like dove more into the commercial aspect a bit more, mm-hmm. and that's been assisting Aaron, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've assisted. How Aaron. did that come around? Um, I considered moving to amsterdam at one point i just really really love the energy there it's like london dialed down Mm -hmm. slightly like it's got a productive creative spirit to it but it's not so intense rod in your back what Mm. you're doing today and if you're not doing anything why not it's not got that energy to it um so when i was there aaron was there working with um Nike. I would love to just say Nike, but I realise that's just not what they say. So. um <laughs>
0: What Nike, the actual company, does? Yeah. They they call it Nike. Yeah. So I'm, I would definitely say Nike.
1: Yeah. If we, if we ever want to work with them, we're going to have to switch that. So. Uh, if, so if I
0: want an endorsement.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to stick okay. the key on the end, major key. um <laughs> Yeah. So we were both there at the same time, and. Uh, He asked if I wanted to go to a coffee, to a coffee, for a coffee. And I knew him through, like, in passing, Mm -hmm. but we'd never spent any time. So I was under the impression that it was just a a friendly coffee. And it was then that he um, mentioned that his assistant, who still works with him a lot, Sarah Gordon, avant-garde extraordinaire, um, she was having her first child, so Mm -hmm. he was going to need another assistant and did I wanna get into a studio to help him with this snake hips video that he was doing. So it started there, super low key, and the shoot was in LA, so I didn't actually go to the shoot, but helped him with Mm. that. And it started from there really, and it hasn't really stopped since. And the scale of it has grown. We went from that to a few fashion uh, campaigns and years and years, Mm-hmm. Uh, we did their last tour, which was a really formative, you know, tours of bubbles anyway. But yeah. I think what we found in that and the dancers that we had on board for that changed the course of a lot for most of us, I'd say. And then the last thing was Rita Ora's uh, most recent yeah. campaign. So, yeah, it's been a ride. How
0: was that working with, like, on the Rita campaign? Because you guys did, like, Strictly and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I forgot about Strictly, Dad. Yeah.
0: So you you literally went straight to, like, primetime gigs. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, which I think is worth uh, mentioning, just in case I don't get a chance to, at another point, that I haven't done a tour as a dancer. Um, and I think a lot of dancers or creatives think that there's a certain...
0: Ladder, yeah. yeah, and things that you have to a tick off to get to, to the
1: next. I skipped the being a dancer on a tour part and I've managed to assist on two now, which is great. Um, yeah, working in that realm is really interesting. I think it's come to me at a time where I can take it for what it is and not let the chips fall where they may, but just, you know, mm-hmm. things happen and might come out of left field and it's just how you deal with those things Um, the creative aspect I enjoyed I would say that uh, Rita for me was maybe a little less creative involvement than years and years was it was Mm -hmm. just they were quite different processes which they will be for um, every artist that you work with but I learned a lot on the admin side of things don't get me wrong Leah's sister Aaron's sister Leah who runs the agency with him is definitely all things admin but I guess in terms of how to craft emails well as a dancer I can do that but when you're dealing with yeah, people higher on up of other people yeah and dealing with people like management and stuff like there's a way to conduct yourself but also to make sure what you need to be heard is Heard, and that was quite an empowering lesson to learn and have confirmation from Aaron that I have that skill set. Yeah, um, this,
0: that's interesting to me because for a long time, until I really kind of understood the industry that we're in a bit more, I just assumed to be a good assistant, you needed to help be able to make up steps.
1: Yeah, I've realized that,
0: and, and it's far more from that than that, isn't it?
1: I think assistants, because when you see assistant choreographer credits, it could mean all manner of things, it could be that you're 50-50 making that tour as far as the steps go. Mm. It could be that you're taking care of a lot of the work so the choreo- the choreographer can focus on the steps. Mm. Um, it could be he's making all this, he, she's making all the steps and you're more involved in the staging part. Um, and I learnt that. Um, but the way that Aaron works isn't, it's not all about the steps. Yeah. anyway there's so much more to it and I would say that I can make steps fairly efficiently but it was I appreciate no end that that's not necessarily what I was brought in yeah. to do because you can get to,
0: anyone who can make up steps yeah Just find a good Instagram video I guess yeah and <laughs> I
1: think it allowed me to learn other skills that I didn't have rather than being brought in to deliver what he knew I could mm-hmm. already. Like, like what are the kind of skills? Um, the managing myself with people in powerful positions, I would say. Um, privates have always terrified me. <laughs> I The thought of being in a room with one person, one person for an hour is like, does that time not go insanely slowly? Yeah, And then, unless they're your friend. Yeah, it's like... and then suddenly it's Rita and, you know... You've just got like a half day session it's like oh
0: Oh, okay four hours of trying to get her to learn this step great (laughs) yeah
1: like we're gonna have to make this session into something yeah um and those things happened which was great um it's managing a lot of people in general um dancers included because i tend to make solos which people always find like that's so scary it's like no managing people to me is scary and being in a rehearsal room and just having however many sets of eyes waiting on you to tell them what to do. That to me is scary. Mm-hmm. But I had to do that for like...
0: Well, months. An arena tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, it was baptism of fire. Wow. That's really going to pierce people's ears there. I think that baptism... That was okay. it's Sorry, nice. guys. Um, it's projected. <laughs> baptism of fire. But um, what is it they say about diamonds? They're, like, made under pressure
0: or mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be under pressure. And I, I
1: felt that. I would say that I needed burnout towards the end of it. But I knew it was going to end. It wasn't an eternal job. So you just kind of sucked it up and...
0: Get past the things that through. terrify you. And yeah.
1: When you've got no choice to when it needs to be done.
0: Yeah, someone's got to do it and that's why I'm yeah, here. Yeah, because
1: I, when I was younger, I used to actually say no to jobs that I... Or opportunities that I just didn't feel that I was ready for mm-hmm. and if that job had come to me a few years prior I feel like I might have turned it down like no there's just someone which way, is crazy isn't better it because the
0: majority it. of people mm-hmm. would jump on an opportunity and do jump on opportunities well figure before it they're ready they and figure out as yeah. they go
1: which is what I did but I just think I had I was better prepared for it mm-hmm. than I might have told myself a few years yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: which probably wasn't maybe even in a skill set way. It might have been in a mental, personal mm-hmm. way. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I'm sure your skill set would have been ready. Yeah. Then, which
1: you know, huge credit to Aaron that he probably he knew that better than I'd say I did to be honest. Mm. Like he's he's he really changed my life personally and professionally. So
0: even on the um, like you said, obviously like you have to learn to send emails and stuff like that. You used to do quite a quite a lot of stuff like that for Nation, right?
1: Yeah, I still do the uh form that that takes is changing now, but I've been agency manager for Zoo Nation since 2011. Mm-hmm. Um mostly workshops and corporate jobs, but we most recently uh cast and represented the majority of dancers on the new everybody's talking about Jamie film. Mm-hmm. Um and I was assisting with the Rita tour at the same time. So that hey. was wild. Nice. That was another reason why. A film and
0: a tour, go off.
1: <laughs> go off, but also what are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I... That's another reason why after Red, I was like, I need the rest of the year off because juggling those two things was mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Is it? Was it hard being on the, the other side? Were you having to deal with people with the same aspirations of you and you have to deal with their problems and make sure things get dealt with them in correct ways um because i think being an agent must be fantastic and terrifying
1: i've really enjoyed it because zoo nation's such a niche the agency looks after the members of the company mm-hmm. at any given time no strangers plus associates yeah. kind of you know um so it's always attracted or it's been friends or people that I know really well that I'm representing. And there is definitely a level of fulfillment that comes with making sure that your people are looked after and contributing to making them money. And the upside of that is that I get to make a little bit of money too. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never had any difficult um, dancers to look after, Um, at the time with the Jamie film it was just that I was representing maybe nine cast members Jamie's schoolmates basically plus Rhymes who was uh, assistant choreographer associate choreographer yep (laughs) so and then Suddenly representing a hundred more dancers. Oh, well, just Um, casually.
0: Casually. Casually. I was like, oh, 10, that's manageable. And a hundred (laughs) more.
1: Yeah, but basically. (laughs) It's not so manageable. Yeah, it wasn't so manageable. We got through it uh, with the help of my colleagues at Zoo Nation and the Jamie production team. But all things considered, it wasn't so much the work I had to do. It was just it being 10 times more than I had originally mm-hmm.
0: thought that's it, it's really interesting to me how so you've managed to kind of have a dabble in lots of areas of our field, mm-hmm. and so you see all the different sides of it, mm-hmm. but you were also a part of dancers
1: what was that one called dancers united
0: dancers united yeah. when you guys first started that, which was obviously to make sure that dancers are treated fairly and paid properly, and so on, and you're battle a lot of the time was with production companies Mm -hmm. and agents Mm -hmm. and then you find yourself having to manage a hundred dancers as an agent and deal with a production company was that uh did that change your perspective on how other people have dealt with things in the past for your personal experiences or ones that you know of
1: um well I was agency manager at the time and that was part of my I thought It was like an added weapon in my arsenal. It's like, I do this and it's not hard to do right. So why are so many of you agents so whack? (laughs) Because it's not hard. Yeah. But then...
0: (laughs) 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 That's why we're here, to tell the truth. (laughs) But
1: then a lot of the work that we were doing was possibly a smaller scale. You're dealing with schools, or event management companies, which are very different to...
0: X Factor or... A production company,
1: which we did music videos and stuff as well. And that would be where, you know, you're having a bit of resistance to fees. But because that agency was a small sliver of what the company did as a whole, I didn't ever need to back down. And Kate, Prince and the other... um, powers that be in zoo always gave me full permission to had to manage the agency the way that i saw fit and that was in a pretty stiff way um but yeah dancers united was a real a real ride and one that i enjoyed wholeheartedly but as we well know x factor aside like getting those fees up and just building awareness i'd say we're in Pretty much exactly in the same spot that we were then.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Y- you made a difference on the the major show, which caused the major stress, which consumed the most hours and time
1: mm-hmm.
0: of most mm-hmm. working dancers. Yeah, and we <laughs> got
1: the which
0: is an achievement. The film
1: contract. We got a lot of changes in that, um, and it is. I think the hardest thing about these campaign groups. We obviously have Dancers Network now. Is just so much of the time and effort needs to be put into reaching people because there's just continuously a thousand graduates fe- every year you know what i mean
0: who are desperate for a paycheck and it doesn't matter they just want to be able to have a seat. and how
1: do you seriously i just don't think we've cracked that yet because that's hard that needs like a regional task force <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? well
0: you need someone at every college or university when they're leaving as they're graduating go just before you leave the door and you collect your certificate say well then we need a chat yeah you literally
1: need like the UNICEF (laughs) guys you know they're just like standing on Neil Street just like flagging people down you need like one of those outside every college in the country yeah do you know how much rent is no
0: do you know how many hours you need to work to pay it no let's educate you
1: (laughs) do you know how to like approach agents and do you know how to conduct yourself in general probably not but wow your legs high yeah Yay you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes for that extension <laughs> yeah
1: i don't have that
0: oh me either so
1: and my point is terrible and exclusive i've never been to a ballet class so i shouldn't even call myself a dancer i get it but there's just so much more to it than the physical aspect and they don't tell you that in college i didn't go to college not at all no how did you stay college of the streets the
0: street took it
1: from <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> you,
0: you sound like Lil kim from did I? Oh
1: my God. <laughs> I'm so,
0: you am know, so let's take you to the streets
1: that's me man
0: <laughs> how did Mash. you how did you start dancing
1: i started at my local leisure center because my friend wanted to go and <laughs>
0: Uh, just dragged along
1: yeah kyle and kane (laughs) can relate um yeah so i started there but my teacher tanya moore who is now a fantastic stand-up comedian she was in plague and boy blue Mm -hmm. so she took me there within a couple months i'd say i was kind of trotting along to boy blue um and then it was like boy blue avant-garde plague zoo nation was where i settled for the longest but it was in that i mean you, community. S- you started
0: learning in a very good community
1: right like but th- that's i thought about this earlier because
0: if you think like we're from cardiff sorry for anyone who doesn't know kyle sat next to us um there me and, <laughs> me and, me and kyle are from cardiff so we didn't have like we we dreamt mm-hmm. of being able to go let's go train with boy blue mm-hmm. or let's go and train with Two X S or zoo mm-hmm. nation do you mean that was like a once a year trip surprise from our family yeah. right. we're taking you to go and live from the nation incredible Do you
1: know
0: what i mean yeah to, to us that was like oh my god mm. feeling and what you're just kind like, of
1: year are we talking
0: i'm talking 2004
1: oh mad. Like, Yeah. so we were we about we were
0: about 14
1: so you already knew of those companies and rated them then
0: i only knew of them because they would judge like kate prince would judge uh, a, da- a yeah. dance competition yeah. and i remember watching like was it GWI mm. and seeing like pink, seeing like pink came mafia came last. Did you? Mm. Yeah, Cisco judging us crazy. like that's how we knew two excesses. Top said two excess, and we were like, "What's that?" Like their
1: set was crazy because yeah. I first did that in two thousand and four, and yeah, we came last. Um, <laughs> but then they had GWI winners showcase. And I was doing that with Ken by then mm-hmm. in uh, DNA, which was the all-female group. So even that I remember was, DNA. Oh, man, the Missy set. Yeah. Uh, um, I kept my raincoat for such a long time. And um,
0: Kim had a girls' group as well, Mishmash.
1: I was in Mishmash.
0: Yeah, I remember Mishmash, all blue hoodies.
1: I didn't do that one. I did the Kids Take Control set, Yeah,
0: I remember that one as well. And
1: then they did Blackpool at UDO, yeah. didn't they? Yeah,
0: and that's how I first heard of Mishmash, was at UDO. Right. So our introduction to the london dance groups were basically what udo Comps. judges were yeah and even most of them were whack commercial judges do you know what I mean with a pretty <laughs> face like but every now and then you'd get who would have a 2 excess hop on who'd preach to everyone mm-hmm. and then we'd all be like who is he, he rolled saying? his eyes then Cisco. yeah i did and we would really be like <laughs> preaching to us and we're all like your god whatever you're saying must be right do you know what i mean and that's how we kind of learned the crews and
1: mm. i mean i look back now and um, I was about to say then, I was thinking this morning about to look back at where my foundations lay and who I consider my senseis to be and to know now that they are all legends. From I the get like, <laughs> Do, Does everyone have that perspective on their training? Or am I, I mean, I know I'm super, super lucky, but is that rare to... I didn't know that at the time they weren't legends and what I was also thinking is that they're not that much older than me but when I started I thought Ken was like grown grown yeah but he was also just a young man trying to figure it out like (laughs) 18
0: like yeah yeah
1: um like I think he's maybe five years older than me but I would have called it 10 at least at the time like I mean, that's how much i, th- I looked up and to and i you. think
0: that's the way they carried themselves as well
1: which is funny now because it's like you had no idea of what you were doing no like you would just and i think he would say the same i think he might have said the same to me he might not want me to tell everyone this book Kenrick, you know me sorry um <laughs> that he was just finding his way mm. throughout but the way that they all conducted themselves at that time like as a student of theirs i just wouldn't have known that and I do thank my lucky stars that I came up in a time where Mukta, Ken, Tony, Marlon, Kim, Cisco were all in the same place mm-hmm. at the same time Kate Um like that's incredible to yeah
0: and, say. and the goal as a young dancer for us was you made it into 2XS, Zoonation, Boy Blue, mm-hmm. Bird Gang or Avant Garde mm-hmm. and if you weren't in one of them then mm-hmm. you hadn't you hadn't achieved a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that was my first dream. It wasn't a job, it was I want to be into excess. I need to be into excess. Yeah. Because I met Cisco and he did a competition and he right. sold to excess on us to mm-hmm. us on what it was and I I I idolized him. I was like, Oh my god, he's amazing. He's so mm-hmm. flamboyant and mm-hmm. big and performancy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean he was so mm-hmm. showbiz? I'm just from Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the goal.
1: I don't know if many young dancers they I think they hear sorry to excess but i I wonder if they actually get it like i don't know if kim and cisco get the credit that they deserve for literally doing what they set out to do which is breeding the next generation of working dancers yeah like, and mission accomplished times a thousand and,
0: and that, that was theirs wasn't it it wasn't just making dancers and good dancers it was making working dancers and mm-hmm. and all that comes back to what we were saying earlier how Thrive under pressure. Mm -hmm. Love the thought of not really know what's going on, but I'm gonna. We we yeah, because it
1: sounded hard. Yeah, to And
0: and we make it. We we make it happen now as dancers. Like Mm -hmm. the top working dancers can be in a stressful, under pressure environment and thrive and make it work. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. trained that every Sunday. We had that every Sunday without fail. And if you got it wrong, you do it again on your own. Yeah, that was the pressure of. Yeah, I don't wanna go wrong.
1: Which at the time, I it seems like it broke a few people oh, but terrifying. i'd say they'd look back now and be like but it prepared me for what 100 i'm doing for better or worse
0: 100 percent,
1: which i I do think is incredible
0: like if you look at when Two X S finished if you look at the members of it say the, the 30 members mm-hmm. they've all had a, everyone's had a career yeah every everyone. every single Literally person everyone. has had a, maybe like some people glenn have left was sooner. In it for a bit yeah like yeah that's when I, me and glenn got in at the same time did you yeah like the last two years
1: like those are my favorite stories like the people that might not have been expected to be mm-hmm. into excess but it still served them moving yeah. forward into whatever it was that they then chose and to my two excess
0: ex- experience was probably even less than most because i lived in wales mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd mm-hmm. come once every two weeks if i could if mm-hmm. i could afford it because mm-hmm. there's a mega bus trip up and back Oh, a mega bus. D- do you know what i mean yeah, but that way. was the dream then mm-hmm. that was the dream before it was a to achieve a job
1: right right yeah because the you, good old days yeah
0: <laughs> but do you think us not having social media was a big part of that as well do you think that's why we viewed Ken and Cisco and all these people as our as the the top because well, we couldn't see we any see further past than that. past our eyes
1: yeah I think it we was we didn't that. look on a
0: phone and Google
1: yeah like I the course my training took was very much led by what my teachers told me was best for me or what my friends were doing which at some point in time, was going to be one of our teachers telling us to do it. Huskies was where I trained exclusively because it was a safe mm-hmm. zone. And um, cheap. And cheap, yeah. I can't even remember what it was.
0: Like £8 for like four, four hours. hours.
1: Yeah, first time I was ever asked freestyle. Definitely cried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cried. I think me, me and Rebby were in the same class. It was Tony's class and he used to do this, like, just play whatever. And mm. you know his taste in music is like could be anything. left yeah so <laughs> it was like our turn and i don't even know what the song was but i just
0: Motar. you know when
1: you're a child and you change the memory like it might not be exactly how it happened yeah. but in my but head i thought it. my four eight counts don't go with this song i'm going to cry now because I had four eights ready to go for freestyle moments oh absolutely there was no freeing of any style happening (laughs) I had like my wobble (laughs) (laughs) no it wasn't up for debate it wasn't up for debate um and it was Dre who was another of my teachers at that time that said about pineapple Mm so it was just a different level not level but different kind of class happening at pineapple um so it was because of that. And then LA was a rite of passage. But again, you were only going off what your friends told you about mm-hmm. it. Or, you know, we had our digital cameras then. I don't remember how we were consuming well, then. Because YouTube wasn't I, it, a thing.
0: I, well, it was, It was, but I feel like all we saw was Tucker Barkley, Laura Edwards, Bobby Newbury.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind yeah, of it. And yeah, it was Jafar. all... and
0: it, Yeah, Jafar. And it was just a very pixelated blurry video
1: that we could see crystal clear at the time that at you look the time, at it now and you're like well at the time I I my eyes even, th- even th- digest th- oh yeah, it?" Th- th- at the time
0: I used to turn the computer screen into the mirror and try and copy the choreography and that's nice, how I learned nice. couldn't afford to go to LA but yeah, I'd yeah, try and reverse it yeah. and yeah. learn a Tucker Barkley class and that's how I learned who Kim and Cisco was right like right. Kim's mummy routine
1: right and Cisco doing it do you mm-hmm, mean like mm-hmm.
0: but now we're so exposed
1: yeah I <laughs> know I don't know But I feel that I wouldn't be a dancer if I was coming up now. Like to know that I could just go and do the training that I... Because for me, LA was not hibernation period. Cause you we were very much active. Like you were banging four or five classes a day. Like that's why you were Minimum. there. Yeah. yeah. You were with your friends. So you were having your beach days and you were having a good time and exploring, but you were very much going to train. I'm not saying that doesn't happen now, but I'm going to train and find out stuff I don't know. So the last thing that I want is to have a camera thrust in my face. I took a class this trip actually, um, and it was out of my comfort zone, but I'm I'm at an age where I don't care. And you can get me on camera looking shit, like it's totally it fine. Because it doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah, it's like I'm here Same. to train, and I've accepted that in some classes, you might pull me out because. Tally's here that's more here and i'm just gonna have to accept that you're probably gonna look whack in this footage because they're not (laughs) picking you out because you look great they're just very kindly happy that you're there yeah um so i've accepted all of this but halfway through this class that i was struggling in i start seeing like lights go up in ml behind me and i'm like what is about to go down here (laughs) um and then it turned into a whole shoot it's production um yeah just a whole thing and i was like if I was starting out now, this would be terrifying.
0: Yeah, if, if you weren't already good. like imagine. Or just
1: I, if I cared. Yeah, yeah, where yeah true. Like, I now know to not let it um, affect my class experience. And if I am on film, I don't think I've ever... I'm on a class video anywhere where I'm looking down the lens, mm-hmm. which might be a missed opportunity from me to use it for performative practice, but... Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't go to class to practice that. performance it's valid too but I personally don't so to then have that there and think right reach the masses it just flips it for me and turns it into a really anxious experience which I'm not trying to have in a room where my goal is to get better mm-hmm. that's the only reason I do you enter think, training space? do you
0: think that carries across to the whole you prefer the rehearsal process than the performance process because then it makes class become a performance. It stops class becoming training. Yeah. And it turns it into a show. Yeah. you know what like,
1: I mean? Like, you see how people dress for class. It's wild. It's, I, it's wild. It, it's, wild. It, it's wild. It is the wild, wild west it's in like, the streets. It's like, like watching
0: <laughs> Pornhub sometimes.
1: I swear. <laughs> so much what? Like watching, <laughs> it's, it's like, like wait, it, did he say Pornhub? Yeah.
0: Sometimes <laughs> you watch a class video and you're like, why is everyone just wearing I've bra. seen someone in Chaps. Like, yeah. W- what is going on?
1: Like, the streets be...
0: I, I just wear my favourite joggers and a long-sleeve top.
1: <laughs> there is no point in me putting makeup on before a class. Like, even me putting on makeup before an audition, I'm going to do it because I get it. But this is going to be off my face in 20 minutes. This is why you'd be making... I don't know. It's. I'm also not going to the classes where that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I would imagine most heels classes, it makes sense to walk in with a performative mindset because that's what you're training to do it in eventually and you're wearing a heel yeah but for me i will go to heels classes more often because it is a side of my dance that i do enjoy but i'm still probably going to be in a legging, a baggy top and a cap
0: yeah there's pros and cons to it isn't there because now i guess social media is such a way of getting jobs Mm -hmm. so if you people you stand out in there and you look great Mm-hmm. T- physically how you're moving dance wise, but also how you look. Yeah. You know, you're selling yourself. It's a commercial world. You're not gonna be like, oh, she's a dope dancer who looks like a bag of shit, let's hire her. Yeah. Like <laughs> you but that is how jobs are cast now. Yeah, like that's, it's that's the world we're in it's
1: proven to work, so I get why it's the way um things are done now I think we're in a tricky position sometimes because we know an alternative and to like shift that into the way that it happens now there's a level of stubbornness where it's like no but my way works as well so I'm just gonna stick with that and my way doesn't I just wonder if Instagram which owes us the entertainment industry and creative industries Uh fuck all if that goes to shit for some reason how many of us have careers still like how many of us have the skills to market ourselves um off of instagram because yeah, yeah you've learned how to write a snappy caption with freaking line breaks in it like can instagram just figure that out already why can't mm-hmm. i just press enter and have a new line in my caption I don't know. so annoying anyway <laughs> <laughs> Side I don't know. That's,
0: that's a great point it's, so, it's very right? valid
1: Crack figure it out. <laughs> um if MySpace could do it, why can't you? <laughs> <I> mean, um Bebo had it down. But I like you can make a snappy caption, you've got the filter that works for you, um, you know the right time to post, you know the footage that you've got the hashtags works. Down, yeah, you've yeah. got that down. But if that bubble bursts, are those skills transferable? Not even to the real world, but to like the next way, yeah. and I think maybe we could all be doing a little better to just have a broad skill set and not one that, yeah, it's been hot for a while now, which might which has led us to a false sense of thinking that Instagram's going to be the thing forever, but mm-hmm. it hasn't always been and it won't forever be. So,
0: no, things are going to keep changing, yeah. So, what are you going to yeah, do? There's going to be a new Instagram, yeah. Like, be-
1: I have an intensive that I've done for the past two, three years, and in between you know that uh feel like tiktok is tiktok's next TikTok's for sure next, yeah. for sure well
0: it's now it's gone from well do you remember when uh, Have you listened to Dana Wilson's new podcast i have not okay you need I to i will i, I do saved think you'll it. enjoy it yeah. the, I, i'm i'm one episode in mm-hmm. they're only like 20 minutes but mm-hmm. they're great but the first one she talks about do you remember when instagram used to be a 10 second video or a 15 second video i thought video? it was the
1: most ridiculous idea do you remember i and thought it was going to kill creativity
0: and you're like how how are we going to do in such a short amount of time well now we've got a minute and now yeah. Now even a minute doesn't feel that long. Yeah. Well, TikTok's taking us back to that short. Yeah. Making it short and telling stories in a short time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go full full switch. I think we're going to go back to want to consume more but quicker and in a shorter amount of time because we don't want to watch much. something for a minute. Now it's too long. We want the next thing.
1: Like you just get fatigued by the amount that you're seeing and exposed to. Like the amount of stuff I've saved just for when it's
0: <coughs> when you've got a spare minute to digest it. <coughs> wow.
1: Well, Or just to watch it with, you know, Mm -hmm. all of my attention. There's just way too much. But um, what was I going to say? You would tell us about your
0: intensive, sorry.
1: No, it wasn't about the intensive. But uh, yeah, that black hole between Christmas and New Year, Mm -hmm. where no one knows what day or time it is. I thought maybe I should get ahead and email all the organisers that have ever brought me out and just like send a little synopsis of what this has been what it could be for their students and Mm -hmm. just try to take my life not off Instagram but I just don't want to rely on it for
0: your only way of marketing I guess
1: yeah I enjoy it now I didn't for a long time because I just felt it was being forced upon me um it still is but it felt good to kind of take matters into my own Yeah. hands a little bit even if nothing came of it but just again to there's just something really empowering in using the skills that you've learned I think that we've been doing this for way too long to not know how to do it
0: not know how to send an email yeah
1: (laughs) or just make things happen for yourself and even again if nothing comes of it just having the know-how or the desire to try and make moves is really fulfilling to me
0: yeah I also think. Do you think? I also think, and do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Instac- like our jobs are getting hired and stuff now via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Also because it's a cheaper solution for companies. Mm-hmm. It means that they get they don't need to hold castings. Because before, all they would see is a picture of us yeah. and they'd see our name and mm-hmm. they'd see a list of information about us and mm-hmm. go, well, that's what it says on paper and that's what she looks like, but I need to see the, her or his charisma and what they actually look like because that's a headshot, so I want to see the real version. Mm-hmm. So they'd bring us in for a casting or an audition. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, they can see everything that they're going to record in that casting or that audition because we're doing it for them for free. Yeah, yeah. So that's another carryover of why it has become such an kind of essential thing now to make your instagram make you bookable via your instagram because that's how companies yeah. are doing it and i first saw that trend in la when you'd be like put up for casting or you'd apply mm-hmm. and it's st- that'd ask be the, the question ask your inter handle how many followers do you have and you go what so already they want to know if you repost your advert you're in how many people you're going to reach via mm-hmm. your thing because mm-hmm. they already used do they the pay audience. any
1: extra for that
0: I have no idea they didn't then they might do now but this was five years ago i'd hope so five six years ago so when it was right vaguely new yeah yeah
1: i think i think that's why it's so hard with insta because you have to kind of choose how does it do you want it to reflect your life in any way or is it just business yeah
0: which um, i spoke to chris Minot before in here and he said he recommended as an agent Mm. that you have a business Instagram account and keep Mm -hmm. your personal one private. Oh, have two. Have -hmm. two. So when the production company search you, search you and you want to hide the antics you got up to on the weekend with your friends. So they're literally using
1: it it as a casting suite.
0: So they don't see you. They don't see... Me, I'm the prime example. So they don't see me white girl wasted at 4am outside the box falling over on my Instagram story that's private, that only my friends see. I get that. And then they see my business one with...
1: I get that. But Instagram, I think that every element of our industry and every kind of group of people within it are trying to make it something that it wasn't ever made to be. It was just a platform to share... Videos and photos, so mm. it is a bit to share life. Not that to cast an agent from. would be like, mm. keep your personal stuff private because mm. I'm looking at that well, to book you. It's well, like, wait, but that's not why I joined Instagram. Why yeah, have you or maybe
0: he's been told that that's what the production company are asking for. Yeah, when it you're hiring makes in.
1: complete sense, but you'd think we were talking about. I don't know. I imagine there was a casting suite version of Instagram where Mm. it was just a profile that you had for that. I'd understand if it was like, well, why are you posting yourself peeing in the street on there? But no, it's, that's.
0: (laughs) That would be me as well. Um, But also. I've never peed in the street. I do all the time. Um, Also it carries (laughs) over to, (laughs) Kyle's like Kane does all the time. Um, It carries over to the world that we're also in though, where Kevin Hart made a joke 10 years ago Mm. and lost the biggest opportunity of his life Mm -hmm. because of a joke or because he was thing and i think maybe it's in that aspect keep your personal stuff private so it doesn't come negative to you because we are in that era where everyone's yeah appearance everything and everyone's so sensitive anyone can find Fuck! If you go through my Facebook, like yeah, but
1: we all overshared when Facebook started because no one was I've looking got at it. I have photos of me and sucking
0: on fifty-year-old women's boobs on there. Drunk Are joking? You kidding me? No, of course I'm not kidding. you. Are you deleting them? No, this it's the best memory ever. Like, well, For not the boob, but it was funny. Did like, that really
1: happen? Yeah,
0: company. Are <laughs> you
1: kidding me? No,
0: like d- d- we were. This s-
1: podcast's over. Take we this was,
0: equipment off. We, we were seventeen, eighteen, but that's what at the time I wasn't chasing a dance career like it was just fun and sharing that's and
1: why those memories are great on Facebook because you can delete them when they come up you but like, I can't believe that's up there whereas, whereas I, you guys are sharing it I just
0: go that was hilarious <laughs> but do you know what I mean so I guess because that's the world we're in now I'd probably lose a job yeah, over I that.
1: understand like I generally use my public or the feed for work things for the most part and then there's a bit of life stuff in the yeah. stories but I think you kind of set the tone for yourself and my dance is very much it's not autobiographical but it's not so separated from my life mm-hmm. so I think it it relates. makes sense for people to have a little bit of insight into my life because it's in my dance
0: no it makes it they're related Mm-hmm. You know I mean your la like, like your dance and your life intertwine. Yeah. And yeah. They're not which two separate I'm entities. I'm lucky
1: for that, so I can get away with, you know, yeah. sharing bits.
0: Um what tell us about your intensive?
1: Uh my intensive is called Identity Ideas Industry, and uh it is built around the desire to have a community of curious individuals um I think what I found so hard which I mentioned earlier with wanting to pursue a dance career was just not being entirely sure of what I had to offer Mm -hmm. um and when you're all doing the same routine and you're all expected to look exactly the same it is that Edge or that way, I look at Diana now and think she's just cracked it because she doesn't stand out from from an ensemble for the wrong reasons, but then you also give her her few eights to shine, and she's taken them because
0: she's learned how to blend but not disappear, yeah,
1: and I think that's because she's harnessed what it like that thing that she has that no one else has, and I think the sooner that dancers do that the better they'll feel because they've got that thing that is only theirs and then they can learn how to not I won't say market but articulate to people Mm -hmm. what that is so it's mostly freestyle based or the first couple of days are using freestyle as a way to find what that thing is if you don't know already or start to ask questions in that area and then The second couple of days is different ways to make things, whether that's steps or pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last day, the industry part I've struggled to get right. It started as a seminar and I had Kate speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was more Q&A vibes and I asked everyone to bring their CV and we'd have a look at how to make those better and how to write a good intro email to agents and things like that. And then... Because I attract, I've had commercial dancers there, I've had graduates there, I've had the weird and wonderful among us there, and they all have different needs industry-wise. And a graduate from Laban doesn't necessarily care about overtime and no. just a list of rates. It might not ever be relevant. So now it's half-hour coffee dates with each person.
0: And try and cater for their individual needs.
1: Yeah, and whether that's just a look back at the week on a more personal level, mm-hmm. or it's uh you've got 30 minutes with someone that knows a decent amount, now's your time. Yeah,
0: kind of like a therapist for the world you need.
1: Yeah. There's only one student of the 30 that I had last year that she knew what she wanted from that half hour. And that was really interesting for me. The others weren't wrong, but it was, it kind of affirmed for me what her aims were work because she kind of walked the walk at the end of the week like she took the reins to get what she wanted out of me and i thought that was great
0: and then it makes your life easier because you can point her in the direction
1: yeah because i think mentorship is is important like i've said to all of them because i've delivered this program to over 100 people now which might not seem like a lot but if you're telling all of those people that if they need you you're there That can put a lot of strain on your time. So what I'm also trying to do is um, make people realise that so many of the answers, they know so many of the answers already and not maybe the facts, um, but all the concerns that they have that you end up giving them that nudge towards. It's like, you could have done this for yourself. You just don't have the confidence to... You needed
0: someone to... Give you an extra nudge. Yeah, right you're direction. just
1: hearing the words you tell yourself echoed back at you from someone that you respect. So how about we build some self-respect for you? you trust yourself. And then you can just get mm. it done. Yeah, because I don't fault any of my teachers for not having said those things to me because I didn't ask that of anyone. And I don't think I ever projected that I was lost or in need. But there were definite times in my... Career when I was younger, where if I'd have been told like that that kind of sentiment, I would have felt a lot better about the choices that I was making,
0: yeah, um, when I had Natalie Gilmore on here, mm-hmm. she made a great point of like find the people who do the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. find the people that do the things that you love and mm-hmm. they're the people that you want to associate yourself with, mm-hmm. because that answers kind of like all your questions, yeah, and it made me think about knowing obviously your direction but how important it would be to have a mentor Mm -hmm. or have someone who's you know kind of a little bit more advanced than you Mm -hmm. like for me i everything i did growing up as a dancer before moving to london i had kyle Mm -hmm. so i had a friend i had a Mm -hmm. partner in crime Mm -hmm. i didn't have a mentor Mm -hmm. i just had someone that could help make better judgments for us mm-hmm. as opposed to making those on my own so mm-hmm. that person like you said asking a question to and telling you the same thing back mm-hmm. it was a if we fuck up it's together it's fine do right. you know what i mean but then <laughs> <laughs> and if not we can just and if not and we some can some just <laughs> nice exactly
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah man but, <laughs> <your cheese. laughs>
0: Trying a poor picture of me, Tally. Um, <laughs> you did that. Yourself. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's the <laughs> truth. um But then after that, when I first moved to London, I just chased anything which was successful, mm-hmm. and I found myself in the circles of like Anthony and Cisco, and mm-hmm. and I I so grateful for those opportunities, but I never found myself. I never found what I was looking for. I was just like, okay, I'm getting jobs, but I still don't feel like I'm with my peeps. Right. right until right. I met like John, and mm-hmm. I say it all the time. John was my my savior Mm -hmm. john was like oh my god i'm allowed i'm allowed to dress how i want to dress play football and dance all these things do connect Mm -hmm. and until i found someone which was like me but further ahead on their journey Mm -hmm. everything was very difficult until that moment Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden if everything became a lot easier because i had someone to confide in and also someone to give me feedback Mm -hmm. not just on dance and you you pad a really nicely just but also life. on your life and your movements and the choices that you're making and mm-hmm. are they the right choices mm-hmm. and i think the thing the great thing about intent i don't know if all intensives are like this but the way you've described yours is that you're giving someone the op- the opportunity to have someone to confide in mm-hmm. to not just go is my ball change okay yeah is this okay yeah and to give it from a more advanced look
1: yeah, I always say, and the students are like, shut up, but I don't feel like I do very much. I think that I just kind of tap the area of people that like needs like a deep dive, for want of a better mm. term. And then, you know, I'm that friend that you ask someone how they are and they're like, yeah, I'm good. It's like, lies like
0: yeah I could see yeah like elaborate I have, yeah.
1: I have eyes like no let's get into it and I think that that's what I do creatively for people is just like that thing you said there like tell me more about that so it, there is a therapeutic element to it and I think the unique thing about it with mine which is happening a little more is that the intensive is just me you, you're with me for six hours a day for yeah so you
0: you really get that time to build a relationship i guess yeah and i get to know them
1: yeah or it's not about me building a faculty of people that taught me which in certain ways i'm hoping to do in 2020 because i would love to expose my teachers to my students now that i have a set that trust you as well yeah group of people um but yeah there's just something to be said for a f- four days doesn't sound like a long time but you just get to really see people if not leave with like all the answers just have a greater desire to figure it mm-hmm. out and not s- feel so overwhelmed by dance life yeah which is hard like dance life's not easy. no
0: but and it, what, you, what you just said is i don't feel like i need to do a lot i just give them a nudge but i'm pretty sure if you ask any of your mentors or if I ask John if they feel like they did lots to Mm -hmm. us they'll go no we just Mm -hmm. lived life but Mm -hmm. to us Mm -hmm. we can pick apart everything and go all these things which change which change us because they're small action I read we read it and to us it did huge Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I think it's different on a I guess a different perspective I'm sure if we go back to students we've taught and Mm -hmm. they'll be like there's this thing you told me this one day and it changed everything and we're like huh
1: but that way. is so gratifying. Like I hope to be teaching for a few years yet, but the I get so much from that. I get a lot of pleasure out of. oh that combo you made was so fresh. I loved it. But it's like I took one of um Devin uh Jameson's classes, one, and yeah. I mean, what I know which I know which creature. one it is as well. Turn up the, the music. Yeah, huskies. Turn up yeah, music? yeah. I, didn't, I was like, turn I up, could, turn down. Yeah, turn up. Um, I couldn't
0: be there but I spoke to a lot of people and they've all said how incredible
1: yeah because he he mentioned one analogy that I still think about and like I don't need to train with someone for years like if you're a good teacher I'll be able to apply the things you say and the tools you give me in that one class for the rest of my dance life and Mm. I think that's the kind of teacher that I want to be like if I travel and I know that I'm teaching students I never have before or might never again. Like there's a certain first impression that I yeah. intend to leave because I hope to be that teacher that in a decade, there's still an echo of my voice in some people's, yeah. some people's head. Yeah, it's yeah. goals.
0: Devin Jameson, he used the one of, I remember pretend that you're dancing in a bubble and you want to extend all your movement. Yeah, to, it was to that, what's your... that painting? Yeah,
1: With the limbs that stretch. I should know it by now because yeah. every time I ask, they someone tells me and then I forget. But it was about that, wasn't it? Like stretching yeah. past. That's the thing. I and I wasn't even always. there
0: and I know that. No way. Yeah, because someone's told it to me that he said it and I passed the same thing on because I was like, oh yeah, you want to stretch past that circle. And that's why I say, pretend there's a bubble. You want to try and stretch beyond your bubble and extend further than that. And there's those things which carry over.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible thing like when i first started teaching i know for sure i was just teaching the shapes that came out of my body mm-hmm. because what else do i have to well, offer But you're teaching moves point? not
0: skills yeah whereas uh, my thing is like i see lots of young teachers teaching and i always say they can make great choreography but what what actually are they delivering besides, yeah. besides which i don't
1: think is any different to when we were doing it 100%. but we were the minority there were like there a was, couple of us there was, the l- there was less then <laughs> yeah less of everything yeah that's true but like the elders were like the majority and there were a few of us like covering here on there or, yeah. you know, whereas now it's like every young gun's got a
0: class because they can make a and good I combo. And I intend to
1: take a lot of yeah. them. Like and, and, I do train with a lot of the young ones because some of like,
0: well, if you look at Dylan, like, <laughs> oh man, he <laughs> can teach. Like phenomenal. To be like, he already
1: that. knows. I cussed him out for one of his workshops. I was like, bruh, we're not there yet. <laughs> I thought that was a terrible class. But my guy can teach. Yeah. He's nervous then. He gets a play. Um <laughs> But I intend to take a lot of the young people's classes just to see what's going on. Not from a place of judgment, but just to see what the scene is about. I think I'm in a quite unique position there where there aren't that many in my age group that are like on the ground, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanting to train with the young bloods because they have so much to offer the ones that can teach and have skill sets that I don't but then it's just I think important to know if I want to stay in the scene to know what the scene's about yeah stay relevant about me stay relevant sure. <laughs> yeah and not to like
0: not in a popularity work. way, but to understand what's going on and what people need
1: yeah and just what they're getting and mm. not in any way to change what I'm offering but just like what are you getting from all these classes that you're taking and again not in a judgy way but just out of genuine curiosity yeah
0: we were talking on the way up about like uh teachers which if you look back at them 10 years ago they've stayed who they are Mm -hmm. and whether it's a bad thing or a good thing Mm -hmm. if they've conformed to be cool or if they're still delivering the same stuff that they delivered 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and whether that's good or bad yeah and we're like well it's do you say well they've not progressed mm-hmm. or do you say they've stayed true to what they know and mm. what they you know what they were offering what yeah. they offer is still theirs like marty godelka is still marty godelka and like we said we used brian as the example we we're watching it and sometimes like oh that's a lot and i go but that would have been that 10 years ago He's yeah, still delivering yeah, you the same skill. He's still yeah. delivering... And that's why he's Brian. Uh, he's not coming in and trying to do a whip and a nene. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. I mean? He's not gone. Mm-hmm. this is current, so I'm going to adapt to this. And is that a good or a bad thing?
1: I think those two are good examples of what they f- did was so singular that they don't need to do anything else. Where I think if you come out of the gate in a trend... You're gonna have to change, yeah, Yeah, because you haven't based your creativity on anything um, unique, which is one way to do it. I don't play, I don't hate on that, but that's hard to then stay on top of everything that's being the first happening. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two are really good examples, and I think those two have stayed the same. I'm trying to think of. Not the same, but, you know, their identity has been clear. I'm trying to think of someone that's, if you like, look struck a balance. And if you
0: look back at footage 10 years ago, like, what they're wearing is different, and maybe the quality of the camera, but the skill set is mm-hmm. still, still... The stamp off. is... Yeah. Stamp.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of someone... They've still got their Nike tick, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Whereas people which... Uh, or as opposed to people that conform, and I guess change it. Well, yeah, Ian Eastwood. But Ian Eastwood's a very different dancer to who he was when he got recognised
1: yeah he's i'd say he's a good example of someone that's like ridden ridden the wave
0: yeah like well he was trends he was going with trends but now i feel like he's gone complete foundations which i
1: understand the desire to rebel against what people think of you because i Mm -hmm. spoke to him on one of my trips because i find it fascinating to start a trend which he did he did did. he did
0: and to skinny jeans when does it
1: come from or when does it go from being grateful to have people be inspired to be like yo just all of you lot are like making entire livings off my stuff Uh like i don't know how i'd feel about that because i don't see it but people tell me that what myself stephen aspinall and jack Mm -hmm. mckenzie created kind of started a wave of a certain kind of movement i don't see it that explicitly i haven't ever but um someone said it there were a few moments where last year i'd say where i could see influence and it's a real test of ego to decide whether or not you're flattered or irritated yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) But I think it's the acknowledgement that makes the difference. Yeah. I don't need you to credit me in your Instagram caption, but have you been in a room with me to learn it firsthand to pass it on? Or have you just, like, yeah swiped it? If
0: they've trained with you every day for the past five years, then you understand why it happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But if it's just a couple of things you've seen and you're now doing your version of, but still, I'm like, oh, it would have been nice if you'd have looked back and acknowledged it like if
0: someone said oh you 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 dance similar to marco john and miha you go well yeah they dance together every day for eight years of course he's got a similar repertoire as them because that's all they did together but then i guess if it's an outsider who has no connection with you then they're just copy and pasting it's
1: just so interesting for me to have that thought on such a micro level and then be like I need to talk to Ian about this because that's like a worldwide thing. Like, he was a celebrity. Like
0: he was a celebrity. Like you know what I mean like he was a dance icon. Like everyone knew him and if he associated with self with someone, they'd know them. They'd so become much pressure. pressure. You know what I mean and it was and then all of a sudden evaporated and came back as a popper, <laughs> like and a a, and a popper, freestyler, a
1: light feet guy. But I think it's a really interesting way to use your platform and not to feel um overwhelmed by the need to do what people expect because i see comments on his posts when like i preferred when you know you did crickets doing your yeah. stuff and he's like well that's great for you but that's not what that's i want to do I'm at in life yeah. yeah um yeah it's it's fascinating and
0: then i saw um incredible dancers names Kylin, asian guy he's oh my American. gosh he's like, amazing he's, you've seen him do contemporary yeah like he's crazy is, i first met him in the gym in la uh-huh. and he was just some dude talking to me like i just moved here from new york mm-hmm. i like training too and i was mm-hmm. like cool we'll talk mm-hmm. and then we did a video for pete mm-hmm. f- styles <laughs> pete, <laughs> francis, <laughs> pete francis man. let's keep it real and uh we did a video together and i was like fuck he's dope yeah, man. like across and, but but the hip-hop board. like he was getting down and then a week later i was walking through the corridor at millennium and he was in a contemporary class and i was like <gasps> he's an alien. Yeah, he's like, crazy. Like, he can he's do crazy. everything. Like, yeah. everything. But I saw him post the other day, like, I see so many people teaching Light Feet and unless you're a creator, you shouldn't be teaching it and all this stuff. And then I was like, oh, that's interesting because now Light Feet is the new crazy Yeah, it's the thing. Like, judging a UDO competition, fuck me, it's the only... Lock-ins st- is, galore. Yeah. It's, in the wrong places. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, Light Feet is all you see. Mm-hmm. But none of them are learning it from the original creators, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then it's like but then if we can't also find that part where we take inspiration from stuff <laughs> and we learn those things how does it yeah but how do people educate themselves I think that comes
1: come, goes back to when we were younger and you guys you know wanting to train with Ken or um whoever else in that area it's the same now if I want to learn lightfeet I know Kieran Warner lives here and he's learnt from people that he's know it. from so it's know there's it, yeah. still possible to get first-hand experience just now it feels like such effort like I live in Wales and I'm supposed to go to London to learn from Frankie J like what the heck I'm not doing that I'm just gonna watch the figure YouTube out a jack in me. my room yeah. but it's still possible and the sorry okay. brush the mic there um the fulfillment that comes with knowing that you've made that effort Mm-hmm. I think is And then worth knowing it. that
0: you know the original I guess.
1: Yeah, or just that you've been in a room especially with foundations such as those they definitely weren't made to be learnt from a computer screen yeah. and danced alone. <laughs> so to be in a room like Studio B in Brixton with Frankie and like sweating and like your legs are going to drop off but there's still a jam to follow like it can be
0: I guess a- that's an experience that you can't learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And why would you not? He's not going to be teaching forever, but footage and tutorials will be online till the end of time. So I think while we can get it firsthand, we should make yeah. an effort too.
0: Hundred percent. defo
1: In it. Yeah, <laughs> in it. I'm like, I'm thinking. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I always think that about people like John, and I see people who want to be great dancers and they don't go to his class because he's my hero and taught me mm-hmm. almost everything. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, why the fuck aren't you there then? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why are you go into X, Y, and Z's class instead the day before mm-hmm. when you could spend eight pound to go and learn from an OG. Like... Yeah, I've
1: learned to like <laughs> let go of that annoyance at people's choices because you know everyone's got their own journey. Journey. I think it's just when you know that your word means a lot to certain people, but then. You're like, are you really hearing me? Because <laughs> yeah. the choices you're making say you're not. <laughs> yeah. But that's for you to, you know, figure yeah. out. And you're not the only voice I'm hearing. I'm not the only voice you're, you're hearing. hearing. You're exposed to hundreds of voices giving you conflicting info. So, you know, I guess look in and listen to yourself. But, yeah, I've thought the same. We already know that the the popularity of a class is not equal to its quality
0: to its value yeah 100%, 100%. <laughs> you already know and we'll go to LA Super Dave's class empty like wild like yeah. when I was there it'd be the quietest class and I'd be like it's Super Dave like what do like, you like his, mean? his name says it all yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah and then everyone's in no names mentions class and you go
1: what are you doing the bubble will burst yeah. I think the bubble will burst
0: all you're doing is shooting a video
1: Kyle kyle's think kyle's the think kyle's going to be a it yeah if
0: you're seen in the video if, you, if you're doing the cool stuff if you're doing the new thing and you're seen doing it
1: yeah mm-hmm. where it's like it's not cool to not be in the video or, or not have a video you. at, at all yeah that's not the cool thing it's, it's all social media now yeah so if you're in that video
0: Yeah. Over there mm-hmm. from
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it depends what the goal is.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah 100%. Do you dance for fulfillment? Are you chasing a career? Are yeah, you chasing... are you trying to be the
1: best dancer you can be so that you can do XYZ, or are you just trying to do XYZ? Or are you X, just y, Z? See...
0: Or are you just trying to have a good time? Yeah, like Valid. <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John and Marco's beginner classes are a big eye opener to me because I, I go and see lots of them dancers and mm. I've seen them for the past eight years and they started off at Pineapple and couldn't two-step and now they're in advanced classes Doing roasting combos. and amazing. I'm like what do you want to do and they're like what do you mean we dance and they're like I just dance on a Thursday and you're like oh. amazing and so what do you do in your part time I work in the bank
1: yeah 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 they're <gasps> superheroes <gasps> and, then, and my brain goes <gasps> there's so many I don't know if they're all still in definitives but <laughs> in definitives there were people that worked like in suits in the day yeah and then they're going and doing Glenn Hudson's choreo and absolutely smashing it at night. And to me, they're the successful ones because their well, quality of life is high and they can also dance at a this, really high level. They're
0: still getting the same fulfilment we are out of the thing that we love. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: I don't know when a successful dancer was a full-time one.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because And to be honest, probably most full-time dancers aren't satisfied.
1: Yeah, and they're not making it rain on these hoes
0: no they're not making it they're not making they're it not making it right well, at all it's not even spitting that was when, when one of my first podcasts with lizzie blew my mind she was mm. like oh i was depressed for ages mm. i had to go away and go and do yoga treats and i'm like but you're lizzie <laughs> like do you know what i mean like when she goes oh, i wasn't happy with the stuff i was doing i was like but what weren't you doing like yeah, you could yeah. do anything you wanted mm-hmm. like you're lizzie mm-hmm. like, and that was a big eye-opener i was like oh shit
1: yeah i just i say it again because the kind of student that i attract oh I did it again Um, I think it's important for them to know that it's alright to have a part time job yeah like it's okay to do what you need to do and I found through living at home and through the Zoo Nation agency stuff being my sideline essentially so I haven't danced full time ever Mm. I've always had another means of income it's
0: called smart (laughs) but it just
1: allowed me to make It allowed me to not go to that audition because that didn't mean that I wasn't going to make any money that week, you know.
0: You didn't have to rely on that one thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, which I think is what ends up shaping a lot of careers is necessity. Mm. Like, I'm sure there are some girls that want to do podium, but I'm sure a lot of them are just doing it so that they can say that they're still working in dance. And Mm. it's like, well, no, it's getting like what other things do you enjoy in life and why wouldn't you pursue those at the same time actively
0: as well I guess it's the same as I've done lots of jobs which I didn't want to do before I accepted it and I didn't enjoy doing it but it was a paycheck and I had Mm -hmm. no option Mm -hmm. because rent was due Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah
1: I get those decisions but there I just don't think the alternatives are spoken about often
0: enough no 100% well you've covered lots today like if you look at your if you look at your cv it's in every aspect of this industry which is fantastic yeah it's never boring what do you think's next for you
1: um i have my eye on a young female artist that i'd like to work with i'd really like to get hold of a young artist and be with them from the beginning and not necessarily with dances and steps but just help them with their movement mm-hmm. um because I movement directed Rita's first out, single off the newest album but that's my only experience with an artist and not assisting mm-hmm. so that would be nice I'd like to take my program overseas I'd like to bring like I said some of my teachers here um for a weekend so people can get a closer look at their processes um I'd like to enter a hip hop battle this year. Hell yeah. I'm not saying I'd like to, I will. I have a real complex about whether my style qualifies, but I just need to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't really work as far as hip hop goes. There are certain boxes you need to tick, but I think I tick them, but just sorry, sidebar. I I look at, I watch a lot of hip hop freestylers and I see myself in them, but I'm seeing their, um, alternative part or them through however after however many years of evolution but anyone that had been following them for years would have seen them when it was more obvious what the foundations were Mm -hmm. whereas if I enter one straight off the bat now I guess because people haven't seen me just doing the foundations they'd be like there are no grooves and bounces and certain steps in there but it's like they are you just need to look harder.
0: <laughs> I'm just giving you 30% <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: 30% hip hop but no that's a real goal of mine it's because hip hop is like that be mate? 30%, 30%. Yeah. 30 30 cent um, 30% that's <laughs> sick um, <laughs> because so little of what I teach musically generally or what I'm I guess I'm seen as hip hop so isn't in there but like that's the music that I identify with that's Mm -hmm. the style that I'd say I'd lean towards that's what I grew up on so I think now at my age and where I'm at that would be a real full circle thing to like I mean even doing Boy Blue show definitely yeah fed that back in for me because we're doing drills and doing like strict foundations on stage so I had to get my roots back so now I'm just trying to feed that Make a conscious effort to feed it back into my dance. That was a proper sidebar, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that's what my 2020 is made up of. Training, just staying fit, just keeping up, staying educated. Um, I want to make more money. That's Hell a, yeah. d- a goal of mine. <laughs> Me too. Is to <laughs> diversify and just try and, yeah, see where else I can not put my efforts I mean passive income the dream isn't it you okay. just want to like put oh. a little nugget of money somewhere and come back to it in a couple of years when and it's, it's bigger blossoms a tree into a gold money mine to money yeah. yeah but um <laughs> that's what I do it's called my tax yeah. uh, oh that's <laughs> coming no Ooh. um but yeah that what I just the last thing I said is just adult behavior really isn't it but um yeah more of the same and just glowing up I guess yeah, that's Sick. my 2020.
0: Sick. Is there yeah. anything we didn't cover that you'd like to?
1: I thought it would be a little more scandalous, but I'm glad that it hasn't been. I thought you were going to ask me my opinions on some things. That I was going to be like, oh. oh I don't n- need no. to. I yeah, know no, I know just, them. Yeah, you do. You? <laughs> <laughs> I? Um, no, I think we covered.
0: I think it's nice for the listeners to hear, especially people who are, say, leaving college or wanting to chase a career, that you hear other people's... Not their opinions, but their journeys, so you can hear another option. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we were always told, you have to go to college. Mm-hmm. So just to hear that it's, that isn't it's the nice only to take way. The off. Yeah, yeah, remove the blinkers. Yeah. Remove the this is the only way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to see. I mean, I think I would have benefited from going to college from a technical point. Of course, of view. Um, I didn't go to uni either, but I was actually going to uni to do accounting, and then I. I ended up being Zoo Nation's account manager for five years, so I ended up doing the thing that I wanted to do, anyway, yeah, without yeah. the debt.
0: You ended up <laughs> and the qualification. You ended birth. up attacking agents, and then you ended up becoming an agent. It was yeah, like this <laughs> is it. Like it was, it was, written in the
1: stars. But I think there's a really diverse and a really fruitful career to be had if you stop comparing yourself to other people and let the perfectionism aspect go away i think we can be a lot more productive if comparison and perfectionism get taken off the table
0: a lot more happy
1: yeah and happiness leads to more success without a shadow of a doubt
0: happiness is success yeah yeah like like we said just because they're not full-time dancers doesn't mean they're not successful yeah yeah yeah, i think happiness is success 100 well this is dope yeah thank you so much
1: that was a real treat, thanks. I know, it's lovely. And nice. now we're going to talk more nice off to, the mic. It's
0: nice to pick your brains.
1: It's nice to have my brains picked. picked. Does that sound weird? Yeah, a little bit. That's okay. Anyway, you're sucking on 50-year-old's boobs. Don't come at me with weird. Whoa, windows.
0: don't leave them remembering that. <laughs> I thought we got away. <laughs> uh, find Tally on Instagram because she hates Instagram. At Tally.
1: Underscore 1301.
0: Boom! Find me at Mr.ble Change and find Kyle at Kyle Anth. Peace out, motherfuckers! Laters. Bye.